0: Thank you for checking out this week's Tuesday special podcast. Before we get into the episode, let me give a quick shout out to some sponsors. First being Cabarrus Brewing Company. As I always say, with me since day one, 329 McGill Avenue, Concord, North Carolina, your beer from here. You can find them online, cabareousbrewing.com. They got a ton of beers now. I remember when they first opened, they had like seven or eight beers, and I could keep up with all of them. I can name all of them. Now, not so much. So just go on their website, check it out. Check out their events. You'll see some trivia, nod, nod, wink, wink. You'll see some comedy shows, nod, nod, wink, wink. They let me do my thing. So I give them props for being awesome people and awesome brewery. And if you're in the Concord, North Carolina area, check them out at 329 McGill Avenue, Cabarrus Brewing Company. Also check out 1820 Apparel, wear1820.com. They have a bunch of awesome shirts. Uh, They're coming out with more. I heard they were coming out with some hats, some flat bill hats. I'm looking forward to that. I need some new hats for my collection. And also they have the Team Shasta shirts. All proceeds from that go to Shasta, my girlfriend's sister, uh, who's a on the back end of getting a liver transplant, she's just uh, she's got to be around the Duke Hospital area, and there's, that's a lot of financial burden. And we're helping her out with selling some Team Shasta shirts. There's a awesome tank top, a Team Shasta shirt, a Shasta Soldier shirt, and we might who knows we might they might release some more, and we'll we'll be partners with them in that. But go check them out, wear1820.com, 1820 Apparel, on all social media. All right, let's get on with this awesome episode. Hello again. It's me, Patrick. The same person that always introduces himself at the first of these episodes, and thank you for checking out this one. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. We just got done with the interview, and I uh, felt like I wanted to keep the energy and record the intro. Uh, and it's, like most people, will see this banner, or this graphic, or this header, and then they're gonna be like, "Chicken? What's chicken?" Let me tell you, at the end of this conversation, you're going to know exactly who Chicken is. Chicken is one of the most entertaining people I have ever been around in my entire life. And he has an awesome story. A lot of it I didn't know. Me and Chicken have, uh, I mean, his name's Tommy, but he goes his nickname's Chicken, and he's a mascot for a minor league baseball team. And we get into all that and how he got into it. I had no idea going into this interview the story of how he got into what he does I just knew Chicken from, uh, he's part of the production team that does our filming. And we talk about some of that. But, like, Chicken is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. He's, he's from West Virginia with Cody and his whole crew. And he's just, he's a unique individual. And that's why, I wanted him, that's why I wanted him on the podcast. Not because he bugs me every time I see him about wanting to get on the podcast because he listens to it. And I appreciate your support, Chicken. But it's because he is such a unique individual. And I love talking to him and uh i wanted to do it in an extended period of, like it, i wanted to do it for an extended period of time and that's what that's what this interview was and th- and i got to know him and i like i could sit and talk with chicken i look forward to this tour in september that we're all going on so i can sit and hang out with this whole crew cuz cuz they get they get to the shows we spend a little bit of time together then we have to work and then they pack up and leave so we it's like we have a working relationship but we don't get to create bonds and i feel like this conversation and this podcast episode created a bond between me and chicken where now we're friends instead of just coworkers. Uh, so I, I mean, I can't, I can't do it any justice. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. And in the end, the last about well, seven minutes is worth listening to this podcast because I, I try to, I throw some stories out that sounds like I'm trying to Trump his story, but I'm not. It's just, I am trying to relate and then he completely obliterates my Terry Funk story. With two amazing stories from the ball field and him being a mascot. So that's enough of me talking about it. And now it's time for you to listen to it. Thank you, as always, for supporting the Tuesday Special podcast and everything that I do. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Patrick Price Comedy. But more importantly, uh, just leave a comment or a rating on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast at, or just visit TuesdaySpecial.com and listen to any of the older podcasts and just support man support people like me artists like me who are doing their own thing in their own house in their makeshift studio that's what we do so without further ado one of my favorite human beings on earth the one and only roscoe rooster aka chicken
1: How hot is it where you are? It's uh, about eighty-five right now.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. You're where you well, yeah. where you got where you're where you're at in West Virginia. Is it like mountains?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot of mountains around here. Oh, so
0: you're not you're not yeah. getting hit, hit with the heat like we are in Charlotte. No, no. I mean, it's it's nice
1: down here. That's I mean, what.
0: It's, um, that's what I worry about is you walk around that chicken suit that has no ventilation
1: right uh, uh, and i have done it out here when it was like 95 100 degrees before
0: oh is that how you maintain your
1: weight like a, yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's how i, I mean yeah I, like i'll uh sweat off about 10 or 15 pounds a night yeah and then uh used to i'd go to applebee's every night and just gain it back yeah that's, know, it. that's the only place that's the open so. oh, that's,
0: what, that's what you got to do yeah. Yeah. Right. So, oh. so the I, I know you're going to ask, but I've already started the podcast. That's how I started it, it was just in general conversation. But I'm I'm, right. I'm here with uh, some people call him. I don't. Does anybody call you Tommy?
1: Uh, usually family. 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 Yeah, so
0: family. <laughs> so, but we, right. we call him Chicken, and then the uh, baseball fans of West Virginia call him Roscoe.
1: That's right, the
0: Roscoe Rooster. Roscoe Rooster, that's right. So, how long have you been doing Roscoe Rooster?
1: Uh, full time. I've been doing it seventeen years. Oh. Uh, I do have pictures of me when I did it a little bit in '97. So, I've covered about twenty-two years of
0: doing it. So, so I mean, I'm anxious because like you, you blew my. I'll, I'll talk about how you blew my mind when we were talking one night. I think it was at Art of War after Art of War. And uh, right. you were you were on me about I need to interview you for my podcast. So this is <laughs> this is me coming through with my word. But um, how like how do you get into something like that? Because I've I've always said, and uh, among my family and friends, I've said if there was anything that I could do different in life, it would be uh, some kind of college mascot or pro mascot, just because I love the idea of put, right. on, putting on a mask and nobody knowing who you are and just being able to go out and act a
1: fool. Right oh yeah i mean with me it kind of happened accidentally because when i first started i started in in pro ball in 94 uh-huh. and i was with um the cincinnati reds were here and uh we were the princeton reds and i started out on the field crew uh the older guy introduced me to the gm who was here at the time and uh Ended up got to be friends, and I got to volunteer around in the with the field crew guys from '94 to '96 till the Reds left here.
0: Yeah,
1: and then uh, in '97, uh, uh, Tampa Bay took over, and uh, I became an equipment manager, and did equipment manager here in '97, '98. And parts of 99, because in 99, I was with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I got to work at uh, Tropicana Field with the uh, rehab guys. Nice. So uh, I did that and then came back home and finished out uh, my clubhouse career in 2000 and 2001 and in 2002, I thought, well, I'm done with professional baseball. And um, Jim Holland, which was the general manager here, gives me a call back uh, one night and says, uh, "Hey, I need you to uh, bring back Roscoe. You think you can do it?" I said, "Yeah." And I mean, Roscoe's been—it was gone like three seasons and uh like i would do it like 97 through 99 like in parades like pictures got people's got pictures of me when i did it like for christmas parades here in princeton yeah. i did uh concord colleges homecoming and things like that but never actually worked a an actual game until uh oh two and uh jim asked me to uh bring it back and uh then I was sponsored by uh, Bubble Yum Bubble Gum. I would uh, nice. go out with uh, kids and uh, have them blow bubbles, and whoever got the biggest bubble got like a um, Bubble Yum Bubble Gum prize or whatever. Gotcha. And uh, so uh, good marketing. That and oh yeah, yeah, it, it was it was fun marketing with them, and uh, did uh, some work with Kit Cats, and then um, uh, Drug Free Mercer. But, you know, for instance in Mercer County. Um, mm-hmm. They had uh, they bought me a brand new suit, and we changed the persona, and uh, would send me to uh, different schools. To talk about being drug free.
0: That's crazy. So, and like I've yeah, never, I've so never then, known the mascot game. Like I've never, I don't know what goes into it. I don't know what thought. Like we have, we have the intimidators, who are in like our local area, the Kannapolis area of North Carolina. And, yeah, I got the dragon. Yeah. And they, yeah. like, well, they, at first they had, uh, like, a baseball, like a, like just a baseball player with a big baseball head. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I think it was just, like, an intern that would do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have interns, All you right. just send the intern out to go do it. It's cool that, like, a minor, I say minor league, I don't even know what, like, what range, is it Triple A, The Princeton?
1: Uh... Here we're rookie level. We're the uh the first stop for a lot of these guys.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So so it's amazing that a that a team like at that level puts so much time and effort into into a character because I'm sure it draws kids to the ballpark.
1: Oh yeah. Especially when we uh, used to do little league tours, go to different little leagues. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And, you know, up here in the mountains of West Virginia, you go into the boondocks, and, yeah. I mean, you get in some places, like, how in the world do we ever get up here? <laughs> and uh, sometimes you perform, it's kind of like wrestling. Sometimes you perform from 15 kids, and there's times you have 1,500. But, yeah, what's uh, that, I, I remember. Uh, I was about to say, what is the that?
0: biggest the biggest crowd you've ever been Roscoe in front of?
1: Uh, I got to do uh, FanFest five times for the Tampa Bay race. I've done it from uh, 35,000 people before.
0: Jesus Lord. Nerves at all?
1: Not really. Does this, not, the the suit, not down there.
0: Does the suit kill the nerves? Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, because, like I said, you can mess up. People don't know who you are.
0: Yeah, I figure. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's that's the beauty of it.
1: That's That's the big beauty of it. I mean... Uh, with, with social media now with like uh facebook and twitter like when i will go to st pete and and uh do roscoe at tropicana like people come up hey you know you're roscoe uh can i have a because i'd bring autograph pictures and i'd sign pictures i mean one time i think i said i signed about 700 autographs nice so, have you mastered yeah. the
0: roscoe signature
1: Oh yeah, it's a chicken scratch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so was there ever was there ever a point in time like when you first brought it back that people didn't know it was you? Yes. I mean a few people knew,
1: like they tried yeah, figured, to keep it under the download. Oh uh, yeah, I figure yeah. people
0: like within the ball system, like their their ballpark system knew. But like fans so right. So it's almost like I have a funny story that's kind of that doesn't pertain to mascots, but like I went to a haunted. This is when I was in high school. I went to a haunted trail, and there was Mm -hmm. there was at one part of it there was these two women that just were all in my face, and I was like, "What is going on?" Like almost to an awkward, weird point, and I was like, "What is going on?" Like what is going on? And then after we finished the trail, we were walking, and it was two people. It was it was a girl that I that I was real good friends with and her mom, and they were dressed up. And I always think about uh, that, of, like, that they knew me, so that's why they were messing with me. But I always, right. like, to, related to my, my, like, love of mascots and my uh, dream of being a mascot at some point. Like, uh, not now, because I can't do any flips or anything. But, like, right. the, the dream of once being a mascot. Like, I would love to see people that I know and see people that have no idea it was me and then just go mess with them. Like, like, say, see a song plays over on the PA, and then you run over and you start dancing on, on like your cousin that you know, or your friend from school that you know, and nobody has any a clue that it's you, and they're like, "What is happening?"
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. Um, um, there was a guy that was out here. I can't remember what year it was. i want to say it was in eleven. His son played for us, and he was from the St. Petersburg area and mm-hmm. he had a, um, uh, South Florida University of South Florida shirt on the, the bulls. Yes, yeah. And I mentioned something back, you know, where I work down there and, you know, you see a lot of the bull stuff down there and I've got some bull stuff. Yeah. And, uh, we talked to him while I was out of the suit when I was talking to him. Mm-hmm. So the next day he comes up and he's sitting in the uh, box seat area and he had a Tampa Bay shirt on and I'm in suit and I go up to him. I says, Hey, it's my, uh, South Florida buddy. And he looks at me and he says, how'd you know that? How'd you know my my son went to South Florida?
0: Nice. Yeah. See, that's the beauty of it. And on the other side of that coin, like we just, we just went to uh, a Charlotte Knights game. Cause you know, we, mm-hmm. uh, PWX, we work with Charlotte Knights and we like try to go out there, but it was the Crockett cup thing before the legend show. And I took Cy and the little one, the new little one. And, uh, like we were looking for, th- we were looking for, I can't, what's, what is their mascot's name? Oh, I, he's the dragon too. He's a dragon as well. Uh, right. I can't remember his name. God, I was saying it all day cause we were looking for him. We couldn't find him, And, uh, like the like the joy that you can bring to a kid's face or to a, just a kid's day by them just seeing oh, yeah. you is like more more emotion than I might be able to handle in one day right. if like if i if i encounter like 5 kids that are just over the top that's why i could never be like i said, I talk about how i want to be a mascot i could never be a disney character in disney world like my like right. i, I my, my my emotions would run i'd be crying all day just cuz of the right. joy of these kids seeing me but yeah, that's that's like another side of the coin that's amazing about being a mascot. I would I would assume from me the outside looking
1: in. Oh yeah. I mean like I said that you have a lot of the good ones. I mean I've got kids that I've watched grow up, you know, over seventeen years of doing it and then, um you know, when these little didn't know who I was, mm-hmm. you know, outside the suit, and now they do, and, and tell me stories about what I used to do to them when I was kids because you know, sometimes sometimes can't remember everything.
0: Now, but, how uh, now, how yeah. old were you when you started? Actually, Don't worry, we won't do
1: that. Uh, well, I was like twenty three. I just turned forty one. Gotcha. So I was like like twenty three, twenty two ish, somewhere in there.
0: Oh, I bet that was, I mean, I'm sure it's still awesome now, but I bet that was amazing at like 22, 23 years old.
1: Oh, yeah, that's when I could move. I used to do the base races and stuff, yeah. and like run around the bases, but now I'm yeah. to the point. Oh, dude,
0: none of us are running around bases now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, I don't even run around on bases when uh, Cody and I playing softball. You know, we, we play softball in a league in uh, Beckley, West Virginia, and, and uh, I I drove one out in left field, and it was like the longest single I ever hit. But, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what, dude. Like softball,
0: I feel like when I played softball, when I was in like right out of high school, I, we had like we our church always had a softball field, so we had a, like a, either one or two teams that played in leagues, and we had a league that played out there. So that always get us young young chaps back in the day. Uh, To come on and I I mean, I'm not I'm not horrible. I was good at baseball when I was really younger, a lot younger Then I stopped playing it uh, because I got hit in the head by a pitch and it just messed me up. And then I started playing softball and I'm not not the greatest glove, but I can hit decent. I can hit a homer if I need to. But uh, like I feel like now with all the rules and stuff, it's it's too complicated. It's like you get you get five home five home runs a game. Every every home run after five is an out. Um, right. You mean church softball is like, if you, if you want to see the worst sportsmanship on the face of the earth, just go watch church
1: softball. <laughs> yes.
0: And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying well, I'm not saying that reflects the, uh, the actions or the beliefs of the churches that they play for. It's just that that is like, I'm, I'm going to make a lot of people mad. And if you, if you and Cody play church softball, I apologize but i feel like church softball no. is littered with people who were never good at baseball who and, and i agree with that who might be mediocre at at softball but they think they're mm-hmm. softball gods and then right. egos get involved and then when egos get involved that's when it just it, it just goes way beyond my my mental capacity for ignorance
1: right yeah, cause, no, we play in a, a co-ed league. So I mean, oh, you so got
0: Yeah, co-ed leagues just yeah, fun. Just yeah. fun and hang out and drink oh, yeah. and yeah, and
1: then play softball. Drink and then play softball and listen to the other team talk a bunch of junk and then you try to
0: give it back to them. Oh yeah. yeah. See it's, it's, it's fun. It's there's a fine line there that like if it's if it's trash talking in in a sport, like the sport of trash talking, it's fine. But it's if it's personal right. trash talking because you're mad because you're losing. Then, like, we had there's no place for that. There's also no place exactly. for somebody that's winning by 17 runs talking junk to a team that they're
1: demolishing. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, right. just let the score tell the story and just finish the game, move on.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we, we just went through that about two weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've been on both sides yeah. of that coin. Oh, yeah,
0: but yeah, hey, what, what that... got you into softball? Well, I'm, I assume, did you play baseball growing up? no, no How'd no, you always
1: I, uh I always want kind of be behind the scenes guy when, gotcha. when um, I grew up um my grandfather got me really interested in baseball and wrestling and stuff and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i always um never was that coordinated, you know growing up a yeah. kind of a little nerdy fat boy, you know, and everybody picked on and then uh when I started working around uh, with the Reds and the Rays, you know, they would teach me. I kind of watched stuff and and bought my own gloves and tried to work out with the players and learn a yeah. little stuff, you know. So, so that, that, it, that helped me out a lot. And then, now, uh,
0: did you did you, that, you do any like equipment management or anything like that in in high school?
1: Not for the high school. I was.
0: No. Uh, oh, you were working with, with here. The ball field
1: yeah oh yeah because when uh right all through high school yeah when i was in uh i started high school in 94 and that that was my first year uh with the reds
0: yeah being on the grounds crew
1: mm-hmm. so and it was just yeah, it was just a,
0: like a chance meeting with the gm that got yeah. you the gig
1: yeah that's all that's all it was, it was something i was sitting uh Watching game and uh, got talking to this uh, older gentleman, and uh, uh, old Roy Beasley, and he uh, took me to Jim Holland, and Jim took a liking to me, and uh, uh, he kept me around. He he was here for 22 seasons, and I spent 22 – or he was here 24 seasons, but I was here on his third season, I think. Gotcha. And uh, we spent 22 seasons together till he left and took a uh, – Another job in Beckley, and uh, I stuck around. This it, is sad. It's like I got seniority here. Yeah, <laughs> I got 26 years. I think the closest one to me's got four years here. So gotcha. That's wild. So I don't pull. I don't pull tarp anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear you. That's crazy. So, so another thing, like, well, to, to finish up the Roscoe Rooster talk, like you've wrestled as Roscoe Rooster before, correct?
1: Yes, that's I have about twenty, thirty times. Yeah,
0: twenty or thirty times. Have you ever wrestled outside? Yeah. I was thinking about this when, when, whenever we scheduled the the call and the interview, I was thinking about this because I remember I, I've seen mm-hmm. a few pictures. I think you, maybe you showed me, or I looked them I saw them on your Facebook of you wrestling. Yeah, have you ever wrestled outside as Roscoe Rooster?
1: Oh my gosh, I wrestle more outside matches than I have inside.
0: Oh, have you, now have you ever have you ever done the the so the professional wrestling thing, and had a wrestling show at the ball field.
1: Yes, yes, we did one, and uh, they're trying to hint around here. I'm trying to get do another one. Gotcha. We had one eh, about five six years ago, uh-huh. and they've they've hinted around here about me trying to get everything together, do another one. And one of these days, I'll, I'll probably will try to put something together.
0: Yeah. Now, did did you do it with Cody's company, or did you do it just so like independently? Yeah, with Cody. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I think, I think those doing like an established branded show at a ball field is, it would be so much more potential to bring a crowd than just the ball field booking a bunch of people and trying to run a show.
1: All right. Yeah. Cause I mean, uh, up here, I mean, we've got like with SWVCW, then mm-hmm. you got other little. Promotions pop up kind of like down there, you know, you got promotions pop up, but won't last too long. Yeah, just Uh, people trying to live a dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But uh, so another thing in how I met you through Cody and and his company is you film. Mm -hmm. Do film work.
1: Yes. Yes, I do.
0: So how long have you been doing that with Cody? I don't even know how long Cody's been doing it.
1: Uh, Cody, let's see, Cody's done it, Cody was a referee oh, okay. for a long time and, and, and I remember he started out by taking, uh, he was a photographer and he started taking pictures Okay. of events and then he ended up training to be a referee and he kind of hung that up and he's probably done it since about 2011, 2012.
0: Gotcha. So, did now he
1: would only referee?
0: Now, when you did you start come in like right out of the gate with him when he started wanting to do the film stuff?
1: Uh, I came right after my first match Uh, uh, because Cody was my referee in my first match, mm -hmm. and um, then like the next couple shows, I was gone because it was getting right close to be close to ball season, and he had this girl running the camera and she was like plumb awful. Yeah. And I I just volunteered to do it, and uh, I did it one show, then Cody asked me to come back and did it the next time, and then, then it just ended up snowballing, and, and uh, he calls me and says, uh, hey, uh, NWA Smoky Mountain needing uh, film crew. You want to go film for them? Like, okay. So then, you know, end up, in Kingsport once a month and mm-hmm. then we end up doing a little promotion Elizabeth then and then here we come Down to Charlotte so mm-hmm. I mean it's uh, it, It's Been great I mean it's oh, that's Crazy
0: it's crazy how it just starts it Picks up and then you get another one and it picks Up and then you get another one and it picks up
1: Right yeah it's, uh, I had one little promotion In uh, Charleston West Virginia I'd go do and I actually Did their TV show for them for It was close to a year and and I finally just had to give it up because it getting kind of uh, more time consuming. I was doing it by myself. And, oh yeah, that's uh, hard.
0: I remember the I just, like I, I I did TV shows early in my career of like doing videos for professional like pro wrestling. I, I remember doing TV shows for some of the most awful companies, like not not awful people, just very very right. low like low grade. And I and I like I. Some of them are on a Vimeo page, or like I'll find like an old disc of it, and it was horrible. Oh, and I'm like, oh my god! And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, I I did. I I can remember doing a TV show where they filmed it on a VHS camcorder. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And I'm not going to say who it was for. They know who it is if they listen to this show. But yeah, man, it was awful. And then we we'd always do like I had a roommate. And we'd always do like their update desk or whatever. I mean, it's not update desk. It's just what we do with PWX, but it's so, so a form of, of the update desk. And uh right. yeah, and you, if you want to, if like if I wish, I need to put this out so you can see how talented Brett Wolverton is to to do the update desk that he does. Because I have no part in that. I just sent him like some graphics to use, and he puts that all together. And because if you watch what I did back in the day, it's, it is god awful.
1: All right, god-awful. yeah. Well- <laughs> Some of mine I did for them was uh, is like a cringe, but I was like, well, with the money they're paying me, you know, this is what they get. So <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the hardest part for me is because uh, like being uh, being an entrepreneur, having my own company, I can I've gotten more like I, I for lack of a better term, assholish about like you got you need to pay me what what my quality is but for the longest right. time i would lowball myself and then i would give them such good quality at such low prices that i would just get abused till i was just like i'm i am can not do this anymore right and it was just and it was just and a, a continuous wheel going just rolling and rolling and rolling and uh, like and i don't even know when when the transition came into play of like okay if I, if I'm getting paid X amount of money and this person that I know elsewhere is getting paid X amount of money and my stuff like trumps, theirs tenfold. Like why am I still getting right. paid this amount of money? Oh yeah. But then, but then sometimes you're too close to the situation and you know, like the finances of the company and you're like, well, this person, I know how much they can pay me. And if I, if I charge them X amount of money, it's going to put like, probably put them in the black or put them in the red, I should say. And And then you right. just work with people. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting life in the the oh, production yeah. world is because because there's no. I feel like there's no scale uh, in production. Like when it, when I Where did it? when I when I first started my company, I filmed weddings, and that's that's a money maker, man. I don't know if you've ever filmed weddings or if Cody's ever done that or if you guys have ever done anything like like people will drop so much money to have their wedding filmed. Oh yeah. And I just got to the right. point where I was so burnt out on editing weddings because it was just me. Like I'd hire two of my friends that they were decent filmers uh that did all of them with me. They would I'd pay them X amount of money per day and then I would I would I like. edit it. I would put all the graphics to it. I would do the covers, I would send it to them, I would sign the contracts, I would and man, at the end of the day, uh, I can only I can only deal with so many Tim O'Graw songs. <laughs> oh like, I, I, know, I, know, that. Yeah, I know every word. To like every <laughs> Tim McGraw like love song
1: from being <laughs> a wedding,
0: like me and you, I think is a song like by Tim McGraw.
1: Right, I was
0: in that in that like area era of me doing all that, but it's crazy. It's like I mean, and in, in I think the only reason that I don't get burnt out on editing wrestling is because we live edit it most of the time now. Is now right. I don't have to sit there and cut it up and edit it, and it was so easy and like have you ever have you ever tried your hand at editing like did you so you that tv show that you did did you do all the editing and, and graphic work and all that stuff
1: oh yeah the first year i did for him, I, I actually had to do a hard edit and go through it and then it's like oh. good lord i didn't want to watch some of these matches uh oh, yeah. the, <laughs> live i want really want to watch them four or five times make sure i'm edited right yeah and then uh, i ended up buying a uh mixer to do a live edit and I would do the live edit and it made a lot of things easier yeah. than then the the one uh booker ca- kinda said, uh I oh, well don't want to say hateful? Yeah, I wanna say hateful. You <laughs> kinda kinda hateful but uh well uh you're not turning this fast enough this and it says you're just gonna have to hard. like dude, you know, we do the same quality the same things that I'm doing here that we do for the largest um, company for the NWA, you know, which is Smoky Mountain at the time. Mm-hmm. And I never hear one complain at them. It's them. Uh, it's like they're hugging us every night we're leaving down here. Thank you for making my life easier. Yeah. And here I'm trying to make your life easier, but you want more. And I'm still getting paid three times as much doing uh, doing NWA Smoky Mountain than I am yeah. up here. Yeah. But.
0: Now NWA, who ran NWA Smoky Mountain? Was that Tony or Tony uh, does? Tony, yeah. Yeah, okay. He does. Does he do? Does he do innovate now?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, when uh, NWA was backing out of all the companies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they actually I think the NWA asked him if he'd like to stay, and uh, he's now he just wanted to do his own thing and then start to innovate.
0: Yeah. Okay. I remember. I remember when he. I met him at a PWX show. It was it was, <clears> it was it was a few years ago. It was maybe four or five years ago, and right. he, and they, and they were doing well. It might have been it might have not have been right. four or five years. It might have been like three three two or three years ago, and right. uh, yeah, and they were doing really. well. I think he came down with Chase one time.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, him and Chase is uh, they're like best of friends, and and do oh, he's a firecracker, Tony. Oh my god, <laughs> he he he's, he's uh,
0: They have that. Will they have that beautiful? Bu- they still run that same building. The
1: uh Kingsport, yeah. The uh Kingsport uh, Civic, Civic Center. Center, yeah. Yeah. Oh it's it's nice. They've yeah. painted it since I watched like a lot of the old stuff when it was kinda of like the dingy yellow, now yeah. it's kind of a everything's gray. Yeah. But uh I I kinda missed that dingy they, yellow. It kinda I gave mean, it the old flavor. I'm
0: gonna dig were you didn't they do one show where they had like all this, this whole big lighting setup? That like they fogged out the entire stage? And had, like, lights showing yes. through? Yes. How was that done? I've always wondered. Did they just hire, like, a lighting company to come through, or did the place put in new lights?
1: Actually, there was a uh, another company that was in Elizabethan. That was the promoter in Elizabethan stuff. Gotcha. Okay. And he, he spent, like, a ton of money on getting railing fixed getting lighting fixed and mm-hmm. and doing all the stage stuff and uh, Tony was going to have a big show and uh, him and the promoter were big buddies at the time and uh, asked him if they'd come over and uh Set all that and up. he did got yeah because they I mean they share talent with each other at one point. Yeah. And, but, you know, it, it, it Oh, it's beautiful. Up. It was
0: awesome. I remember seeing clips of it and being like, oh, my God,
1: that looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a real sweet setup.
0: Yeah, it's a big building, too. And he draws well. <clears> He's drawn well for a long time. Does he still draw well? Oh, yeah. I assume.
1: Yeah, he, he does uh, pretty good. Uh, I haven't been there since ball season started. So gotcha. I think I go back down there the 10th. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I know. That. I know. Whenever
0: ball season, I know for I know from like from experience that whenever ball season starts, you you have a limited schedule.
1: Right. So I mean, it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, well, summertime, I guess, because definitely like for us at WVCW, you know, we count our attendance goes down just a tad bit. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, not not too awful bad, but uh, yeah, Tony, good Lord. I I've seen him sell out that place twice. Uh, one time he sold out with AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and I mean it, it was plumb crazy.
0: Yeah, I wish I wish you guys would have been with us when we used to run Ziggy's, because that place. Yeah. Was, I remember AJ came in when we ran Ziggy's, and that might have been it was the first time we ever ran Ziggy's, and it was in Winston Salem, which is about about it's where AML runs, like about an hour past us, coming from your way. Right. And, right. uh, and we, the first time we, it was the night after WrestleCade, Cade and, uh, we had AJ and it was AJ and Cedric. I'm sure the people, I mean, that's the most watched video on the PWX YouTube page. Uh, mm-hmm. but there was like 700 people and this place holds maybe 800. There was like 770 people in it. It's got a wow. balcony. And I remember AJ saying, dude, y'all turn this place into like a soundstage, like the way you, the way you set it up. And it was awesome. It's, all, it's on YouTube. Anybody that's listening wants to watch it can go find it on YouTube. But I mean, we had, like, we just had our, our, we had, I think, I can't remember who our film guys were for the, in that, in that day. I think it was, I can't remember, is it was like Loyal, Lowell, and maybe, I think, maybe, maybe Lowell and Joe. But I mean, I, I wish I could have, we could have had you guys through all that time period when we were going to all the, all the club, like, the music, clubs and spots in charlotte and around north carolina that was like really tight had a stage uh it was, it was just fun but no yeah, but y'all I mean, you guys come in when we're banging out shows at, at cabarrus arena and got the nice armory and guest on you <laughs> and do and green oh yeah, oh yeah. so What's it's if you I, I don't want I don't want you to downplay anything, but if you had a pinnacle, I mean, I think I know what the answer is, but what's the what's the pinnacle of your film career in wrestling?
1: Uh, the major pants guy. yeah,
0: that's what I figured. How hey, like, that, uh, how wild is it? How wild is that?
1: That well, that to me, that was like the day I signed my major league contract, we went to rage, yeah. Cause it it was that emotional. It's like I remember when Cody called me to tell me I was running on treadmill. Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, "You know what's going on?" Because you know him and some somebody else was kind of talking some stuff, and I heard something about you know maybe Japan or whatever. And I was like, "What are they talking about?" Yeah. And uh, then when I guess it was official, and he called me and told me and i, I was running he says uh, you know what's going on i said i think it's something to do with a country or a, a company it's not in this country is it he says yeah and he told me the dates he says keep it on the download and i was yeah. like oh my god like I, I was dancing on a treadmill and these people are looking at me <laughs> yeah it was a I, like
0: i know like a little bit behind the scenes of that is that was in the works and then they came like two of their top people came to charlotte and we met with them and showed them the bin. Like showed them Grady Cole, and then went out to eat with them. And uh, that was and when I say we, I say me, I mean me and Brian. And uh, then they were like, okay, yeah, I think we're gonna do this. And our only stipulation was like we let like let us use our people because we are comfortable with our people to give you the quality that we had that we can give you. Right. And uh and yeah, I think that was that was one of the first phone calls I made just to make sure that we had all you guys. And I and I yeah and I told Cody that like we don't don't spare any people. I want every I want as many people that help that help us on a consistent basis to be a part of this because it's amazing. It's an amazing opportunity to be a part of something like that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I, I loved it. I loved every second of that. That was uh, that
0: was fun. And then you went you went to Tennessee with us too, right? Nashville. Or yes, no. I did. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, that's that a, that a
0: beautiful building. Oh, dude, it's insane. Could you, like, I tell people, and I know, like, I know that it's a historical venue, and I know, uh, like, and I didn't even know how historical it was until I was talking to the people that ran it. But, like, you walk into that place, and you can just feel the historic history in it.
1: Oh, yeah, especially the way the ceilings were. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all the the engraving on the ceilings and, and things, and, I mean, it, it was it was a neat building. I mean, uh, it's fun, fun, uh, especially the way we, uh, roped it off so I could be there by myself, you yeah, know, had a yeah. seat all myself, so mm-hmm. that was, uh, it was
0: cool. Yeah, you got the, you got to, you probably had the best seat, one of the best seats in the house in, in Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a fun, uh, fun tour.
0: Now, do now, do you want to talk about the, the one time that you took a bump at a PWX show?
1: I figured that would uh, be brought up. <laughs> this
0: is, yeah, this is, so let me see so the people that aren't there. There's a few people that listen to this podcast that aren't PWX fans or, or, or just aren't familiar or aren't fans of professional wrestling. So, uh, I think it was maybe the, was it was at the first time that you had ever come to work with us or the
1: second, I, I want to say it was the second time. Okay.
0: So second time we had met the crew and, uh, and chicken is always on hard cam, and if, for those of you who don't know what that means, he's he's just uh, a camera on a tripod in the back of the room that just follows. It's like a safe shot, but it follows the action. Chicken's very good at following the action and keeping and keeping the shots that we need just to go to a safe shot if none of our ring cameras have a have a good shot of the action. And uh, <clears throat> I think we're coming back from intermission. Are we coming back from intermission? Yes.
1: Yeah. After yeah, like a right after, after like a thirty minute bad.
0: intermission. Because everybody, people are selling stuff, and we and we like to have the guys if they're doing well. We don't want to just break it up and start the show back. Uh, We're about to go live, and all of a sudden you hear a big boom, and I'm like, "What was that?" And nobody can answer, and I'm not even even looking at the screens. And Cody comes through the curtain and goes, "Chicken just fell. Chicken's table just fell." (laughs) And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Chicken's table just fell." And I took off and I just dropped, took my headset off and ran over around. And I think a few people were already right there. And you were just laying there. <laughs> and I said, Yeah. And I was like, Did you hit your head? He's like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, I was so like disoriented after all that. Cause last thing I remember, I remember I ate a piece of pizza. Uh huh. And I got back on the, the, table and i was getting ready to hit record and then all of a sudden i heard pop and i was going down but but you saved the camera right i saved it i don't know how in the world i saved that camera it's
0: like a don't spill your beer moment
1: yeah it was yeah it was definitely (laughs) don't spill your beer it was more of a hold my beer i'm gonna fall through these tables
0: yeah i'm gonna take a bump for uh, these we got got a good house i'm gonna take a bump guys
1: yeah i'm gonna take a bump (laughs) And uh, all I remember, I, I laid there, and and my hat flew off my mm-hmm. head and the headset and everything, and I remember I, I looked up, and I was like, oh, I fell, and then laid my head back down, and then I just immediately like, okay, move all your limbs, make sure nothing's broke. Yeah. So I was moving my legs, and and I, I'm, I'm wanting to say it was Ed. I, I can't remember, because like I said, I was so – about yeah. half out of it. Yeah. Uh I think he was wearing an army shirt and he was pulling the tables off of me. Gotcha. And uh and he was asking me, he says are you okay? I was like, Yeah, I said the back of my head's on fire. And uh I had a snap back hat on, so when I uh my head hit I um the snapback put an indention in yeah. the back of my head. head 'cause yeah. I remember somebody like, Well, you're tripling trickling blood or whatever and uh, I just remember was just sitting there. It's like, uh, like, oh, God, Patrick's going to hate me. Brian's going to hate me. I just ruined their show. Oh, you it's know? never,
0: which, just for the record, never went through my mind.
1: The, and the and first one saying, is I need man, to make
0: sure he's okay. Right.
1: Well, I, I, was <laughs> I, I was like, man, I just ruined their show. They're never going to have me bang. No. Nah. And uh, so uh, I remember poor old um, Pierce. I, I was trying to rib him. And try to be funny about the situation because he comes up to me. He says, chicken, do you know where you're at? I said, yeah, I'm on the floor. Help me up. I can't who said says, yeah, I don't think you passed that point. And I'm sitting there, and, and this kid was standing in front of me. I'm like, where's this kid and, and Melissa Davis that used to work with it, she picked the kid up and said him because he's, like, in the way. She's trying to like, are you okay? Then you know, Cody was around me. And, and, yeah. and you know, all these people check. And, and I'm looking over at the crowd, and everybody's looking at me. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, everybody's looking. Star and, and the I, show. I know. Oh, Lord. When, when when I hit the floor, the first thing went through in my mind, I was like, I hope I made a loud enough noise that somebody knows that I'm down. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> And, uh, oh, gosh, uh, it, it was so crazy. And What uh, was so funny, I was leaving the building, and, and um, uh, you know, I was getting fussed at because uh, I was supposed to be the one driving home, and then Melissa ended up driving home. Yeah. And, uh, like, people, you know, I bowl leagues on Monday nights. So my bowling team was messaging me about bowling on Monday. like like, uh, and I played it off like I was Melissa. It's like, Hey, Tommy's had an accident. You know, he's hurt and this yeah. stuff. and that. And I told my cut bowl, and I ended up uh, going to the health center in the hot tub that next night. But uh, yeah, they uh, it was so crazy. The back of my left arm, I, I guess I elbowed the table yeah. on the way down. Yeah. Because it, it, it was
0: only one table that went. Like, right. think about if you got two tables pushed together, like parallel to each other. Think about it, if you just slide one table out and the other one stays up. That's that's what that's what it looked like whenever I got over there, if I remember correctly. Right.
1: right, and and I don't know if maybe I I stepped in the crack and it went, but uh, oh my god, I, back of my left arm it stayed bruised for two weeks. Did it? I was I was so. I remember sore. messaging
0: oh, yeah. you, like on Monday or Tuesday of the following week, and being like just checking on you.
1: Right. Yeah, like I said, in a and, and way, you guys, you guys treat me like gold. I, I, I love you guys for that. And, and like I said, I hated that that happened. But it makes a good story, though.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Oh, let me, I'll make you feel a little bit better. So uh, when I worked with Ring of Honor, uh, uh, this this is nowhere near as, as big of a bump as you took. But uh, I did the first uh uh, paper or the first center, the center stage pay-per-views they did when the, when WrestleMania was in Atlanta. And right. uh, so it was me and Jake Manning. We were the, we were the ringside uh, camera people for ring of honor for those two, those two nights. And the first night with, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if anybody's ever seen it, it was a bloodbath between the Briscoes and all night express. So that's uh, Rhett Titus and Kenny King and the Briscoe brothers. Right. And there's a spot on the floor Where they like reverse Irish whip like four or five times. And I just, and I just plant in the corner and just film. And like, so one of them's coming at me every other time. And then what he finally just whips, uh, Rhett finally just whips Jay Briscoe and he murders me up against the guardrail. (laughs) Just murders me. And I just held the camera up and like clenched up and just took it. And I remember Jay being like, You right, bud? Like, one of the nicest guys ever in professional wrestling. Are like, you all right, bud? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm good. And he's like, all right, good. And he goes back and does his thing. And I remember Lagana, like, for fuck's sake, like Lagana coming to me afterwards. He'd be like, you okay? He's like, that looked like it hurt, but it was such a good shot. And I was like, you're such a dude. <laughs> so that's that's my yeah. that's my in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, another one is right. like, and then now it sounds like I'm trying to trump your story, but I'm not. It's just making trying to make you feel better. Is I was filming right. for high spots up in this wasn't a fall or anything. I was filming for high spots up at in Northeast Wrestling is at the Mid Hudson Civic Center where, which is famous, is I think it's in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, is it was famous for like the the uh, Snuka Piper Piper Piper's Pit. I think that's where that happened. Right. and stuff like that. It's a the, huge the building.
1: Coconut deal. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. building.
0: And uh, Terry Funk wrestled Jerry the King Lawler on this show in a in a no DQ oh, match. Wow. And Terry got a chair and like shoot started chasing me with it, and I was running from wow. him with the camera. <laughs> 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 and it was like, like, yeah, that was the other. And as wow. I didn't I didn't follow or get hit. He threw he threw I think he threw like a kendo stick at me and hit me in the side of the head. Right. but like wow. legit, like no like no no given just. <laughs> That's
1: crazy. So hopefully we
0: can get you a few of those moments before before you retire oh, yeah. from filming.
1: <laughs> well, it's well, well, funny you mentioned Lawler. Now, Lawler knocked me out out here at the ballpark one
0: night. <laughs> Did he? Okay, let's hear this story. We're going to finish so, this podcast so, off just by sharing crazy stories.
1: Yeah, so uh, we had we brought in Jerry Lawler for uh night here at the ball field. And uh, he was... Uh, Saying, hey, you know, I usually clothesline mascots. I said, okay, that's fine. He said, what's well, well, ironic? He says, I hope you don't do like the Charlotte Knights um, mascot said, I broke his collarbone. I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Should be like, it's a so, work, Gary. Uh,
1: it's a work. <laughs> yeah, I like it's a work. <laughs> so we're underneath the stadium here at Honeycutt, and I'm in my suit and stuff, and, and he keeps poking me in the chest. He says, right, what, 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 I'm get, or how are we going to do it? Uh, we were doing the base race. So this one little girl, she was, uh, going to go from, uh, first to home. And I went from, um, home third, second, and first. So, mm-hmm. um, I started off and Jerry's like, you act like it, you're going to try to start winning. And, uh, when you get close to me, I'll hit you in the chest. And they kept pointing at my chest and then yeah. he said, you just fall i like, Jerry, you know, I worked a little bit. I know what you're talking about, you know. Yeah. I, I know, know what's going on. He's okay. So uh, I get around, and, and uh, I busted all the way around second coming to first, and all I remember seeing the bat boy, I don't know what his problem was, but he was just being a, a jerk, and he kept pushing me because he was seeing that I was winning. Uh-huh. And and, hit, and he come up and he's pushing me and I was trying to push him off. He's like, "Dude, I'm going to get hit. Dude, I'm going to get hit." Yeah. And uh, I finally pushed him off. turned around, and the next thing I seen was a black and gold arm hit me in the chin. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, my legs went flying, and I landed, and and it was on the news that night. Were you in the he chicken suit?
0: Me.
1: I was in the chicken
0: yeah, suit. Yeah. Okay. that makes it even better he hit me
1: so hard he hit me so hard the head now now when i wear this head the head is got elastic underneath my arm so it won't pop out yeah i i can see this in slow motion he hit me the head pops off my head and you can see my face and then the elastic comes back down and the hood (laughs) covers my head as i'm falling backwards and by the time I hit the ground, my leggings was around my ankles and my knees were knocking. <laughs> and, and and Jim Holland was like, dude, you got to get off the field, guy. I was like, where in the world is getting off the field? I didn't know where I was at. You know, it, oh. it, it, it was crazy. It, it was probably the most hurt I've been since the um, – security guard stripper uh sprained my ankle but anyway okay. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> uh, yeah. right.
0: so we're gonna we we got like two minutes left and i'm we're finishing this with the security guard stripper spraying your ankle security, so.
1: security guard strip we had this uh game on the field it was uh, we used to have a place called the dog and pickle <laughs> and they had a a, a prize wheel, and you, uh, the kids would go up and spin the wheel. So we had it set up to where I was going to play at the wheel. Jim was going to call for security, and she was going to come out and handcuff me. But she's a security guard during the day and a stripper at night. Okay. <laughs> so, so here was I'm she playing. Pre- or no? Oh gosh, she was, oh my goodness! Uh, you you talking about full busted. It was it was nice. Okay. But uh, uh, so I go play with the wheel, pretty blonde, mm-hmm. and uh, Jim calls security. She comes out, and I told her, I said, Honey, I wrestle a little bit, I'm gonna feel you. And as soon as I feel you, I go down. Shoot, they was not no feeling that. She picked me up by my neck and threw me <laughs> down. <laughs> and then it, while, while she's doing it, it was kind of like an STF, so she had my ankle twist, and I kept saying, You're pulling my ankle, you're pulling my ankle. Then she handcuffs me and drags me off the field.
0: What she what she drag you off the field with? Like were you were you still the laying handcuffs. Down? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. I, she picked me up by the handcuffs and I was dragging me, and I kept saying I, uh, my ankle hurt. My I luckily it was getaway day for us. Yeah. So like uh, the team was going to be gone for like six days, and I stayed in bed with a swollen ankle because I couldn't <laughs> Cause, I couldn't even walk.
0: Because of a stripper. That's a security guard by of day. A stripper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. Fun stuff. Oh, Is there any other, is there any story that trumps a uh, security guard stripper that
1: twisted uh, your ankle? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I, I still got a few more years left in. Anyway.
0: I hear you. <laughs> Don't give up that dream. I, I hear you, buddy. <laughs> all right, chicken. That's all I got for you, man. I appreciate you spending an hour with me.
1: Hey, appreciate you, buddy.
0: All right, but I'll, I'll see you soon. And when we got some more, right. and and you don't know this, but I'll tell you off there, but we got some more uh, fun in the Northeast that we're going to have with some big companies coming up.
1: All right, sounds great.
0: All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Love you, bro. Thank you, bud. Love you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Find all of our... Old episodes at Tuesdayspecials.com.
0: It's Tuesdayspecial.com.
1: Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Alright, thank you. Yeah.